Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct with the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders while potentially entering the world of news and topics we find interesting. All right, buddy, uh, we did not have a show last week, so we were not able to go over the schedule before we get into Devontae Adams and a bunch of fun stuff. Um, wanted to ask you about the schedule when it came out, your thoughts on it. They start with two on the road, Denver, Buffalo, come home to the uh, Steelers, and then they're at the Chargers. Seems like that can those four games can really set up one way or the other, good or bad, three on the road for the season. And I was thinking if you get out of there two and two, maybe you're okay. I didn't I didn't look at it as the easiest start. Uh, certainly not. I mean, three of the first four on the road is is a challenge for sure. Um, especially a team that, you know, is changing quarterbacks and, you know, kind of, you know, fi- trying to find its identity, I guess you would say. So three of the four, four, first four on the road is not easy. They're not, you know, the easiest opponents either. Uh, but I think you're right. The, you know, the silver lining of this schedule is that it's very favorable down the stretch, at least in terms of home games. There's a long stretch of games. We only leave, only leave the city once. And so if you can maintain and just kind of stay, uh, stay level uh, th- through that point of the season, then you're going to be in a great spot. And if you're two and two after the first four, I would consider that a huge success and a huge victory. And, and it really sets you up. Uh, to try to have success in in the second half of the season. The problem is going two and two is going to be a challenge. I mean, it's going to be very difficult to do that. Right. um, I I think that's the the good and the bad of this. You know, go two and two in your first four, you're in a great position. But can you do that? I don't know. I I think it'd be – I think you're going to be, you know, an underdog to be two and two at that point. I think you'll probably, you know, in terms of the odds, be expected to be like one and three. Um, and if you're 0-4, that's a huge disaster. So uh, we'll see how they're able to maintain it. I, I think the other aspect is, you know, if you're 0-4 or 1-3 and after those four games, it's not just that you're 1-3 and or 0-4. and It's that, you know, you're now in a, in a different kind of mind space. You're, you're, you know, you're probably looking at the season differently. Um, you're probably beaten down a little bit. You're probably questioning a lot of what, what was going on. So um, even though that's the most likely outcome is probably being 1-3, and that's not going to be a good place to be. Um, in terms of where you actually are standing then. So just just look at those games. I mean, obviously, you have to take every game one at a time. But if you're looking at it uh, as, as a whole season, if you're uh, if you're two and two right there, that's a huge goal. And then um, I, I think they actually got some breaks in terms of they have a couple of cold weather spots. They got them early in the season. So that's probably not going to be a huge factor. Uh, that's pretty good. They don't have a, you know, a daunting, you know, some overwhelming like spots in the schedule, I guess, you know, back-to-back games in Detroit and Chicago um, makes things interesting. I think they'll probably want to stay there and uh, not have to come home. So it's one less road trip to go on. So I think there's a lot of things that worked out pretty well on their schedule for them. All right. So you make a point later in the season, starting November 12th, they got the Jets, then they go to Miami, but then they're home. They go Jets road, home, Kansas city, uh, home, Minnesota, home chargers. So if they're, you know, if they kind of maintain there, that's a, you know, that's four out of five at home um, that, you know, you can, you can make some hay with if, if in fact, and they're not, they're not all easy teams, obviously, but you can stay in things. 
Um, did you see that as a, as a favorable ending to this? I mean, they go at Kansas City and Indianapolis, but um, let's say there's seven or eight wins there. That at least would think give them a chance to stay in this, you know, for, for maybe the duration in terms of a wild card. Yeah, I would think so. And, and, you know, like, like we said, if they're, if they're just kind of middle of the pack or they're, they're not, if they don't bury themselves, I guess you would say early in the season, then that does become favorable at that point. And you, you do have some opportunities uh, to make a run. Now, as you pointed out, like, sure, you're at home, but you're at home against a team like Kansas City. Well, that's not, you know, exactly ideal in terms of uh, of how the schedule sets up. But, you know, you're going to have to play them twice anyway. They've got those other teams. Minnesota, who knows what they're going to be this year. Uh, they were obviously very good record-wise last year, but the, the numbers would tell you they weren't that great. Um, you know, the trip to Indianapolis, I think Anthony Richardson will have some games under him at that point, so he'll probably be a little bit more experienced, but nobody expects a whole lot of them. Like, th- those those games are there down the stretch to make a run if they're in, if they're in that kind of position. Now, I still don't know that this team... Uh, as constructed is going to be worried too much about the playoffs at that point of the season. But um, at least it's there. At least, you know, if, you know, if you do the things you need to do to, to put yourself in a position down the stretch, you're going to have some home games to take advantage of. Did you do the schedule win loss game? I mean, not really. I'll, I'm sure I'll be doing it as we get closer. It was more logistics and that sort of stuff that I was looking at in terms of, you know, what weekends. And um, I mean, there was a couple of things I was I was personally uh, looking for on the schedule. One was being out of town the week of F1 in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that, didn't you? That's very excited about that. And yeah. uh, so I'll be on that trip in Miami. I, don't, I will not be here uh, to experience that chaos and the streets closed and everything else. Uh, so I was pretty excited about that. We also you know, have a member of our staff that's, uh, that's getting married during the season. And uh, so we were all looking to see what would happen for that weekend. And uh, they are on the road there. And so, you know, there's some things we were looking at in terms of uh, personal things on the schedule. But, um, I, you know, I've thought all along they're kind of a seven win team and um, just not specifically doing it because I think there's a lot of things that will change between now and the start of the season. Um, I don't think it's that much different seeing how the schedule is. Like there's things that things that could have happened on the schedule where you're like, all right, well, now they're maybe a six win team or a five win team. And there's something that could have happened that maybe they're eight or nine, but I think the way it played out, it's, it's pretty neutral. And I think they went seven, they did get, I mean, look, fans are, fans are interesting. And this is down a, a little bit of a different path, but all fans think their team, you know, is, is a victim, right? I mean, they're, they're getting screwed over and, you know, golden Knights fans are criticizing Oilers fans for being quiet in the arena. And yet, it was dead quiet game two uh, penalties that happened in games. I mean, uh, I, I, there were some things that happened in the golden Knights series that I was like, man, you know, this is a, this is not a great look. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's unfair or anything. You're like, yeah, if it happened the other way, you'd be telling the other fan base that they're whining. Um, fans are just weird in that way, but I haven't heard many Raiders fans celebrating the fact that they got an unbelievable break on the schedule and that I believe that they set the record uh, for any schedule ever of playing teams coming off of Monday night football. I think it's right, five right. times. They got, a, they got a, five times. They get teams coming off Monday night football. Right. And so all these last couple of years, we've heard Raiders fans complain about, you know, they're always playing the chiefs and they're coming off a bye and all these other things. But I haven't heard too many celebrating the fact that they got this huge break that five times they're playing teams that are off short weeks which is, it's crazy. And it's just kind of coincidental, but um, you know, those are the kind of things that next year, I'm sure you'll hear, you know, some 
some complaining about, you know, how teams are coming off buys against them or something and not thinking back to they got this big break this year. So that's a nice break that they got on the schedule. What about the bye being so late? Does that matter? I think it's week 13. Um, look, you hear different things all the time from players. Uh, you know, they always say they want it later in the year, but not like at the end of the year. This is a pretty late bye. Um, I think at that point they're going to really need it. So you always hear players say they want it later. And then all of a sudden, you know, week six, week seven, they're like, how can we even have a buy yet? <laughs> you know, it's, it's your own perspective. But I think that's that's about right. I think ideally you might want it like, like 11 or 12, but 13 is pretty close to where you want it. Uh, let's get into Devontae Adams now. Um, and maybe you can explain to the people out there what happened in terms of his comments and and how he came off uh, in, in the article. I want to start with this and you can repeat the comments, but I don't think that his comments necessarily means he does not get along with Dave Ziegler or and or Josh McDaniels personally. I don't think one has to mean the other or one has to equal the other. Bring us up to date on these comments and when you first saw them, what you thought. Well, it's funny because the first I saw of it, and I'll just go back and um, we'll say that it's a Devontae Adams interview with the ringer. It looked to be a very, very extensive interview. Um, sounds like based on the context of the article that it was conducted at his house about a month ago. The, the reporter came out to Vegas, hung out at his house. Sounds like it was down like in the basement area uh, where they were talking and just kind of set the stage of what you see. Uh, in this article. Now, the first I saw of it was a an aggregation of it by ESPN, who had taken some of the quotes and put them out. And the part of the story that they chose to focus on uh, was some of the stuff that Devontae Adams said about Aaron Rodgers. The, the, the lead of this Ringer piece was about how Devontae Adams has never really cared about individual awards or recognition, but he did inform the Raiders PR staff uh, that he wanted to be notified exactly at the moment uh, that the all pro teams came out because he wanted to make first team all pro just to show that he could do it, that he could succeed uh, without Aaron Rodgers, and that he wanted that as kind of a career footnote of, Hey, look, yes, this guy played with one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, but he also played at that same level and was able to achieve first team without Aaron Rodgers, which, um, you know, I, I get where he's coming from for sure. I think a lot of people do. And um, you don't want to have that at the end of your career. Like all of your first team, all pros, all of your major accolades, we're all with one quarterback. And when you didn't have him, you weren't that same player. So this proves it, right? So I think that that was big for him. Um, it's also interesting that to, you know, to show that he can play with just anyone, he chose his college friend. It's kind yeah, of, it it is kind of an, he chose his best buddy. Yeah, it, but it is kind of an underhanded shot at Derek Carr that if your goal was to show that, hey, I can I can be great and I could succeed um, and be a first team all pro with just anyone. I don't need Aaron Rodgers. And, and I'll show you just anyone is Derek Carr. So right, right. That, that's interesting. Um, but not the most interesting part of the story, of course, because while that was what was aggregated and that was out there and that was the big headline early on after this piece came out, if you scroll further down, and again, it's a very, very extensive piece, he gets into, I, I want to call it, frustrations but i don't know i don't know what his i don't know what his tone was um these are the kind of times as much as you know you and i are obviously uh with what we do are very into the you know the print product in terms of stories sometimes there is context missing and that's our job to put it in that context and i did think there were some parts of this story where you're like wait what was the exact what was the exact context of this why was he saying this what exactly was he asked um in order right, to get to right. this 
So I, I, at first I thought it was a podcast and I was hoping it was, and I was going to be able to listen to it. Um, in this case, it's not, we don't have that context. All we have is the context that the writer chose to put it in. And, you know, I think it could certainly be interpreted, interpreted as taking shots at the direction of the organization and, and the, you know, the way that they chose to handle this off season. Um, so I, I think it, it, it can be uh, looked at that. Um, he said, I'm going to have to buy into this and try to be as optimistic as possible. It's not what I expected to happen, but it's something that's the reality now. Well, yeah, it, it is. And, and that sounds like, you know, the fact that he didn't like what they chose to do this off season. Um, I don't know what that would be except for the quarterback switch. Uh, that's pretty much the only change they, they really made. Um, I mean, they've brought in some new younger players. They certainly invested heavily on the defensive side in the draft. Um, but the, the only real major switch they made was going with the quarterback. And he talked about in this article that he did uh, really, really try hard to recruit Aaron Rodgers to come to Vegas. And in the end, it didn't happen. Um, and, and I'm sure now, you know, that kind of ties in of, hey, I've already proved what I needed to prove. I didn't need him, but I do want him back. I do want to play with him again. I think he would have been the right option to take the Raiders to the next level. So that that part was interesting. And and then the quote that, you know, so many people have talked about of not seeing eye to eye uh, with the organization right now. Um, but what, you know, what does that mean in that he did post right after the story came out uh, a picture of himself with Dave Ziegler? Now, I think that picture was old. Um, I don't think it was like, hey, we're here together right now. So, uh, you know, let's throw this picture up. Uh, but he did, you know, put that out. He called Dave Ziegler the man um, and and was, you know, kind of making the case of, hey, whatever you read in this story, uh, I'm here for uh, for Dave Ziegler. I'm here for trying to make this organization better and all, all of that. Uh, so I, I just I'm pretty intrigued by it. I want to kind of hear more. I want to hear what he says, although I'm I'm more than certain we know what he's going to say and that uh you know he's totally good with the organization oh boy literally as this happened uh i get a notification this is this is live podcasting but i mean it's not on live but you'll hear it uh today 4 p.m Devonte adams is going to do a live interview with who uh, looks like he's going to do it with former nfl player brandon marshall on a podcast? Uh, yep. Four o'clock, Devonta Adams live on I Am Athlete with Brandon Marshall. So um, just that, like literally that's just came across um, my phone. Uh, I got a text and an email about it to, uh, to tune in. So this is 1130. That's happening in four and a half hours. And literally, as we were saying, hey, I, I just want to hear him say more. I think we know what he's going to say. He's going to say, um, you know, he was... He was talking more in general. He wasn't talking specifically about the team, and he's very excited about where the franchise is going. And loves. Oh, he's going to. He's going to definitely. He's going to definitely say all that. He's not coming on and ripping people. No, and Devontae is an unbelievable pro uh, with what he says. I, I think he, you know, he. I, I find him to be a very. Um, I don't. He's he's very uh calculated in what he says. He he always understands what he's saying. He knows what he's saying. He's saying it for a reason. Um I think he's very, very, very thoughtful and introspective and all those things. 
but I think he's he's very careful on cameras usually. And it sounds like this is more this was more of a you know just kind of a, a discussion that was happening at his house. Maybe he got a little too comfortable. Um, I, I don't know, uh, but I do want to find out uh, what well, he's able to, what he's able to say in this interview. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. I mean, he might have got a little too comfortable, but I think when you say things, like you said, he's really smart in what he says. He, he wanted to get some kind of message out there about how he felt about the offseason. I mean, I I don't th- I don't think he made that stuff up or kind of talked off the cuff. I mean, I do think he knows what he's saying at all times, and he definitely I think had problems with what they did in the off season. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think there's a question, but I don't know if he's gonna, if he's going to come back at that because you know one of the things that he said in this um, was that he doesn't really know much about Jimmy Garoppolo, his new quarterback. He said he's he's a cool dude talking to him. I really haven't been around him enough to truly know what type of leader he is, but I've only heard good things from his teammates. Um, which, you know, means he's just kind of reached out and done his his due diligence on him a little bit, but he hasn't really been around him much. Um, and then the the exact quote was uh, that they, being the front office, they think this is the best bet for us right now to put us in a position to be urgent. We don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. But I also don't, I don't quite get what he means by it's the best bet for us right now to put us in a position to be urgent. I'm not sure what that means um, in terms of, you know, I think obviously they're not being quote unquote urgent. I think they're being more. Um, well, I think they're being the opposite of urgent. Yeah. I, I think that they're, they're, they're kind of trying to rebuild. And, and I think that was the right yeah. move in a way. Um, but, you know, to put us in a position to be urgent, like they, they didn't, put you in a position to be urgent, I guess. So I, oh. I'm not exactly sure what that was. So I, I, I really am, especially this being a live uh, broadcast today uh, that's going up. And, you know, probably if you're listening to us, you probably already heard this or heard what he said, but um, I'm, I'm in, I'm intrigued. Uh, I want to find out what he has to say. I think we both know what he's going to say. I don't like, I don't know politically corrects the, the best word, but I think he's going to not come back on his statements, but kind of calm them down a little. Um, so they can move forward for uh, mini camp and OTAs, and this doesn't become a distraction. Yeah, and the other uh, the other thing I wanted to point out was, I mean, I, I really am interested not only in what Devontae has to say, but the other one. And and look, we've only been around Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit, but I, I you know, I'm sure you followed his career like I have, and you kind of understand that he knows. Um, he knows what he's doing when he's talking to the media as well. He absolutely knows what he's doing. But the comments that Devontae Adams made about, uh, quote, if we play a certain brand of ball, I can get him to conform to whatever. But if we use him a certain type of way, then it's going to make it tough for us to maximize who we should be this year. Um, like essentially saying, like, I can make him, which again, well, I'm, I'm, I, I can make him. I can make him if he. Throws me the ball deep, or th- throws me the ball where I want it and how I want it, um, and not become this, you know, kind of uh, what he was with with the Niners a lot. Dump it off to Kittle, dump it off to other guys, and and, and hope they can make plays. I think that is not what Devontae Adams wants to happen. And it, it's you know, it, it's not just that's not just directed at Garoppolo. That's obviously directed at Josh McDaniels as well. If we use him in a certain type of way, that it's going to make it tough for us to maximize who we should be. 
Like that's not only, Hey, Jimmy, do what I say. It's, Hey, Josh, you know, you have to, you have to let him uh, play the way that I want him to. So I look, I think it's, there's a lot to unpack in the story. It's a very long story. Um, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of people kind of downplaying what was said. Uh, but for Devante, who is again, incredibly smart um, and incredibly calculated and understands what he's doing at all times. Um, this was interesting. Uh, lastly, I want to, before we go, I want to throw out one thing to you because uh, keep hearing it in, in different circles. Um, some, I believe some, I don't, some, I think are legit. Some, I don't think are legit. When this team break when this team opens camp is hunter renfro on it i think it so i think it depends if you know if there's a team out there willing to trade for him because i don't think the way there's a contract is structured and the way that he just got the roster bonus and everything else i don't think they'd cut him um but i don't think they're opposed to listening to offers either uh okay. I, I have to imagine that if some team out there wants to you know hand over a third round pick or a fourth round pick something along those lines. Um, it seems like, you know, we've been talking about this, you know, for, for several times on this, uh, on this podcast is that it just seems like for whatever reason, uh, it didn't click. We thought he was the most likely to click with this administration that, that they've had so many great slot receivers in the past, uh, that they've used so well that, you know, he reminded so many people of him. um, it just seemed like he was going to be a natural fit in this offense, uh, just like it did with Darren Waller, uh, the, the way that they used tight ends in the past. But Darren Waller was never healthy, and it didn't work out, and he didn't click with the administration, and he's gone. And now uh, we're we're looking at Hunter Renfro with all of the people that uh, have been you know have been brought around. Um, you know, it's it just seems like for whatever reason they have decided that they don't necessarily need him. Uh, on the roster. So I, I don't think that they'd, I don't think they'd be upset if he was on the team. Um, I think they're you know more than willing to have him around and to try to figure it out with him. But um, I also don't think that they're married to him being here and, and I'm sure they're listening to options on it. Any, uh, any good Netflix shows lately? Uh, no, but I mean, I thought I'd jump into a bunch of stuff after the draft, but I just really haven't. Um, I've, I've still, you know, there's other things I've been doing, but also, you know, the the whole world right now, Ed, is focused on Vanderpump rules. Oh, yeah. I, I, I not uh, into that. I, I just finished Bridgerton, uh, Queen Charlotte. Yeah, it's very different. Uh, there's, there's not much, there's, <laughs> there's not much uh, you know, classy, classy Britishness going on on, uh, on Vanderpump, but that's what the, uh, the entire world's been focused on. Uh, I don't know. Is your is your your daughter? Is she a Vanderpump person? Has she talked about it? Is it uh, is it a popular thing in pop culture? It is very much. Okay, then she's into it. <laughs> she's into it. It's popular in pop culture. She's uh, up on it and knows it and is very much into it. Believe I me. Can, I think we can get you and uh, and our our friend Larry behind the scenes here into uh, into the next couple episodes because the next three weeks, I guess, I was excited for next Wednesday. That's the the reunion episode of Vanderpump Rules. But apparently, because they know everybody is so into it, uh, it's going to be take place over the next three weeks. So we can stretch out our viewing uh, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm in on this. It's a it's fantastic. There was a major scandal that happened. You know, so it's a reality show, 
but there sure, was. I know, I know what it is. I just haven't yeah. watched it lately. But there was a scandal that happened in real life that has just completely rocked like everyone on the cast. So uh, the reunion episode is supposed to be absolutely unbelievable, and um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's like uh, I mean, it's, look, the NFL. As much as we, I mean, we love it. I'm 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 in every single day on all the ups and downs and the, the drama, but it's, it's a reality show too. I mean, we're into the, the personalities we're into what's going on off the field. We're into all of that stuff. Um, it's the ultimate reality show. And, and I think, uh, you know, the fact that we kind of think reality shows are silly, they are, uh, but the NFL is one and Vanderpump is a great one too. So it's holding us over right now in the off season. Uh, I'm very much into what's going to go on the next couple of weeks. I've asked you if you've seen this one, Larry just uh, brought it back up. I watched it. He watched it. Jury duty on prime. Still haven't got that. I, I am. Oh, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I know. I'm, I've I've heard. I'm, I'm not. I don't even. So I'm. It's it's crazy right now that I'm. I'm not even watching television except for Vanderpump. Um, I'm barely watching any of all. The, I have every streaming service known to man, and I'm not even watching them. I'm watching so much YouTube. It's crazy. I can't even. If I listed some of the things I'm watching on YouTube these days. I, I don't know that anybody would ever talk to me again, just because it's it's bizarre. I found a family from New Zealand. It's like the sweetest content you've ever seen. It's just a family from New Zealand who's never been to the U.S. that's just obsessed with the United States, and they just learn things about the U.S. every week. And I'm watching it for some reason. I don't know why. Have they have they live here now, or they want to come here? They've still never been. They're they're planning. So they started their channel like three years ago. And they just announced, uh, I, I've only been into them the last two weeks, but I'm catching up on all their videos. They just announced that they're finally coming to the U.S. Uh, in on August. A, on, a, on, a, on a like a vacation, not to live. Yeah, they're just coming on a vacation. And uh, they're so excited about it. But like the, 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 they're so genuine. And just, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, uh, I don't know what's going on in my life right now that I need this. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but it's just, it's like refreshing for some reason. I don't know why. And they learned about, they learned about s'mores last week. They never heard of them. And it was like, it was like the, the, the world had changed right in front of our eyes. It was crazy. Boy, I feel bad for these people. If they go to the wrong place, they're going to, uh, their, uh, their vision of the vision of us is going to change quickly, depending on where they land the plane and head to. Oh, it is. Oh, I mean, the they are. It, it's so funny. The thing they're almost most excited about the U.S. is free refills. Oh no, that's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing in in uh, in New Zealand. Like they've never heard of it. Oh my god, it's, that's going to be great. It's absolutely crazy. Obviously, obviously, they'll take their channel into the United States and show everything. Oh yeah, I'm I'm very excited about their trip. I can't wait. But it's going to be right around training camp, so I'm going to be very busy. I guess uh, maybe on planes I can uh, download some some YouTubes and watch it. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Well, I'll, I'll get into that if you get into Char- Queen Charlotte. Okay. How's that make you deal? So no, uh, I'm not recommending anybody watch. I'm not anybody recommending anybody watch this family. It's not like the greatest content ever. It's just one of those things where you watch. You're like, oh, this is nice. This is just nice. And I'm, that's not usually that. what I watch, but I'm in. You need more of that in your life. I think so. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, get to jury duty as well. Get to jury duty as well when you have a chance. It's it's All absolutely right. amazing. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. Remember, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation three times a week. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, 
I'm Ed Graney, and we'll talk to you next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there.